Well, shit, man. We get comfortable here. Yeah, let's start this. Let me, let me spread out here. First guest, episode uh, four, Red Room Live. Mar Williams in the house. How you doing? Pretty good. Four is my lucky number. Oh, is it? Me too, man. My I was birthday number. is 4-4. Four, four. Ooh. It's fourth episode. Let's get it. 4-4-4, four, 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 Jay-Z. They were, yeah. <laughs> Jay-Z and Beyonce were married on 4-4. Four, I was four. number four at Speak of High. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> That's Let's funny. go. All right. So how the fuck you doing, man? Pretty good. I'm glad we could do this. Like making a few things happen when I'm in town. Yep. What brings you back to Topeka? Oh, you know, just saying hi to the family, my loved ones. I got the little baby niece now, so you got to check in because they grow really fast. So if you go longer than a few months, it's like they're a different, a different person. Oh, yeah. Definitely a different person. She's so cute, man. She's so cute. And she... uh She's only a month older than my dog, but my oh, really? dog is so much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, they grow stupid fast, man. It makes me sad. Honestly. The dog or the baby? This, the, the dogs. It's <laughs> like looking at them every day, like knowing that it's going to end soon. But that's it some morbid shit. It does. I don't know, man. When he was really small, I couldn't wait for it to end. <laughs> but uh, it makes me wonder about people that get like a tiger or a lion as a oh, pet. Yeah. They must grow so fast. Fuck. I wonder how it, how old they even get. They can't get older than like three months at most, dude. What do you mean? Puppies? Or little cubs? The cubs? A cub before they're like, I gotta yeah, get how? this the fuck out of here. This has ruined my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, and that's, that's what sucks too because you can't have them inside. They're probably just locked up in the back on some Tiger King shit. Fucking bitey bastards. Doesn't Tiger King feel like so long ago? I know, too? right? Holy fuck. Shit, it kind of has been, man. It's been like, what, six months? Seven months since... Five months. Since like the quarantine? Yeah. Damn, man. Man, and then we found out Tiger King was like on some racist shit. Although he didn't <laughs> like Trump, but then he was like saying all sorts yeah. of wild shit. Fucking drug-induced homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well, shit. Uh, that was a wild ride. Let's get into it. Um, what is your exact occupation? My exact occupation. Yeah. What do you do now? I I pretty much work at like a. To be to be straightforward, it's like a yeah. glorified call center. Uh, it's for a large global fast fashion retailer. We won't say, but uh, I work for online. So like, I'll talk to escalated customers sometimes, or like deal with technical issues on our website or. We've got like a team of, I believe, like 350 like first line people to answer the phones and chats and social medias. And if they have a question or something, they will call my team. So. Hell yeah. And um, then we got to do like all the other like technical stuff with getting the re- website to run, returns, uh, missing packages, all that kind of stuff. So when you went to school, like what what is your what was your exact vision of what it, what you wanted to do? You know, I, I wish I would have thought about that then because I, I did not. I was just like, people are supposed to go to college after high school, so I got to figure something out. Mm. So at first I went for just like real general. I was like thinking business school one day, but like I'm terrible at math. So yeah, that was that same. was never going to work out. Um, copy, copy. Yeesh, um, <laughs> shout out to public school. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's my fault. That's not their fault. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I didn't really think about it. Or, like, I guess I thought it would be cool to be a buyer. Like, you pick out what clothes um, go into the stores. But it's, like, those jobs don't make very much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I have no idea, like, about any of this. So, it's kind of why I brought you on, too. Okay. And, like, I wanted to throw him a curveball, you know. Probably didn't expect you as my <laughs> first guest. I could appreciate you having a female guest, yeah. especially as your first one, so much. Because I feel like I see... So many males that I respect have podcasts or shows or any of these like startup things, and then they never have women, and I think that's whack as fuck. Yeah. So thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. And it was cool because we got in the argument about uh, Virgil and shit, so I was like, yeah, I need to have you on. Just because like, I don't know too much about that shit, and it's like, it's starting to cross over in skateboarding a lot. So. Well, because they just signed that guy, what, yesterday, right? Yeah. So that yeah, that is so crazy that yeah. that happened that way. Um, we'll probably get in that later. But um, so, what school did you go to in Chicago exactly? 
Uh, I went to the Illinois Institute of Art, Chicago, yeah. but I also did two years at Johnson County Community oh, nice. College. Yeah, shout out. Yes, I got my associates in fashion merchandising there. So damn hell yeah! I didn't even know they had those there. The, the, yeah, those classes. Johnson County is a nice school. Yeah. I liked it there. No dorms. <laughs> you had to. You had to get a. Did they have dorms there? I have no idea. You had to get idea. your own apartment or you, you were No, you I don't think here? so. But the school is humongous. The campus is beautiful. The instructors are all really kind. Um, and the oh, classes yeah. are affordable. That was it? Was Chicago affordable? Fuck <laughs> no. No, no, no. Really, for anybody that would ever think about studying fashion, unless you're a very talented designer that needs technical knowledge because i don't think you have to get a degree in fashion design if you're going um if you're a designer but i wouldn't suggest that anyone goes into like fashion marketing and management which is what i did i would say mm. just go to school for like business dude it's like so much more broad yeah. and that can translate into so many other things that uh, will land you a lot more job opportunities definitely yeah that's what i was kind of thinking too like when i went to college i had no idea what i was doing but like a lot of people were saying just business because it is so broad and you can apply it to most things in life especially with social media and like just marketing and yeah all that shit like but if you're not good at math like it sounds like us <laughs> um that wasn't yep. gonna happen for me dude yeah you just gotta get a bookkeeper man <laughs> i guess so oh yeah man i gotta get to my uh my questions for you so i said what was it like attending fashion school and what did you notice when did you notice that your taste was different? different like even than what? even even before you went like growing up middle school high school like were you just like shining on these hoes or what? <laughs> I think I had like occasional shine but yeah. definitely someone who also like craved acceptance as a a youngster as they do, you know? Mm -hmm. But I think back to like second grade like the first time I really remember being interested in fashion is like I just I found this jacket and it was a uh, this light blue tiger fur like blazer mm. style like a little bit longer and I remember Thrift wearing that what? to school. Honestly, no, I got it at Deb in the mall. <laughs> oh, I used to work there. I went to go and I went Get to Garden the City. Fuck out. Yeah, you I got it. Worked at a Deb, I like at where Deb. they sell like prom dresses and shit. Yep, I was the only dude, what? and that's how I knew because because I went to Garden City Community <laughs> College and I that needed a wild. job, and like there was only like a few jobs on the strip. And there was like Foot Locker and everybody was applying to them and like they didn't have any dudes at Deb. So I was like, you shit. You applied to Deb and got you it, fucking got, it got fast. the job. Fast. Wow, I'd love to hear about that experience. All the chicks asked me if I was gay. I was like, nope. just. But uh, you're like hanging up like... Uh, like. Yeah, I was helping. I, chicks would even ask me for like advice and shit. Like, what, what do you think would go good for this? Or like... Did you enjoy it at all? Yeah, I did actually. It was cool. Like, I like matching shit kind of got ocd so it kind of helps like fill it i don't know yeah it was weird though man i was just mostly cashier and then hanging shit up were they stuff. very busy we got busy there it was <laughs> yeah i worked a lot honestly like i was trying to do school and football and shit and like i couldn't make any i wasn't making any money other than that so but I shout out to deb yeah um but yeah i had that that crazy tiger jacket and i wore it to school and someone was like hey the 1980s called <laughs> <laughs> see they're hating man but it was like it was funny but i just thought i felt so unique in that jacket yep and sometimes like i see some tiger print like getting uh trickling into mainstream fashion right now and it's just kind of like it just immediately takes me back to then so i have a hard time taking it seriously but at the <laughs> same time i'm like like do i need like a lime green turtleneck um with yep. tiger print possibly i mean that's probably why they're making fun of you though just because like everybody else was following trends and you just probably authentically was like damn this shit's dope like i i'd wear this shit like i kind of i never had that confidence really like because i got some some pretty cool shit that i just never wear like i have these flower pants i want to rock out sometimes but but i feel like so, like a strong piece like that or even something simple but if it's like if that's the piece you love like you'll put that on and you'll feel like the shit like you'll feel confident yeah. as fuck you know that's what that's why i really like like uh like a nice jacket will do that for me or like a cool pair of shoes like i'll just feel like really awesome and it 
makes yeah. my day a little bit better. Yeah, that's why I fuck with the fall. I know everybody says that, but you just got some more, so many more layers just to to rock your shit. This is true. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I can't wear like shit summer. in the summer. I fucking sweat out all my stuff. I think. I'm a think, sweaty, thick boy. I think going into my 30s, I, I feel like a, a lot less insecure about my body. That I'm just like, I'm going to wear whatever I want this summer. Oh, and yeah. I'm going to feel like the bad bitch that I am. Or even maybe if not, like it doesn't really... It, in, in anyone else's opinion about it doesn't affect me, you know? Yeah. So it's like... So I feel like I've had a lot more options this summer, but like in the winter in Chicago, fashion it goes out the door. There's you can't. Yeah, especially in you Chicago, can't. man. Get like a nice, cool pair of boots and a cool parka, and like yeah, that's like your fit for expensive five coat. and a half months. It's got to flex the coat. But you know, some people were getting robbed for their Canada Goose out there. Fuck. Damn, just like stripped down shit. Yes. Like what we were talking about earlier. Won't say no names, but. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's um, fucked up, man. Yeah. Um, shit. So, when did you first know you wanted to get into fashion? And like, was it like a movie, like music, magazines? Oh, okay. So I was talking about uh, getting that job at PacSun, just taking a job. Uh, but yeah, and then I started seeing like all sorts of. I mean, not all sorts of. I mean, it's PacSun, so there was like a lot of t-shirts and skinny jeans, but we'd get like the acid wash neon skinny jeans and <laughs> just like some things that you weren't seeing in Topeka at that time um I heard you talking about skate style in one of your um earlier ones too yeah. and I would love to see a photo of you in pink skinny pants oh yeah I got them um <laughs> but so I, I just got really interested with the logistics of like well more actually out of frustration being like you know they gave us this picture and told us they want the store to look like this but then they didn't send us this stuff then more like moving into like well if i had that job i would make sure they have the right stuff oh yeah um and so that's kind of what it just uh snowballed from but and then i was working at gap and someone had told me about the program at johnson county and i was like well that's what i should do like i don't know why i'm trying to make a business degree work when like this is what i want to do so it definitely was from a place of like this is what I'm actually interested in. And I remember like crying, telling my mom, being like, I like I don't want to go to KU and study business. Like that's not going to work for me. This yeah. is what I want to do. What, was she like, she, I'm sure she was accepting of that, wasn't she? She was so supportive. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I was so upset to tell her. <laughs> I just thought she would be really disappointed. Yeah, that's what sucks, man. And it's weird being from Topeka too. Like it is just what the common thing to do is just like go to a four year and like try to get your degree and then probably not even get a job using it like i mean i think that that's probably a lot of american culture not just exclusive to yeah topeka or kansas um and a lot of people think that way um i try explaining this to people all the time like at 18 years old like you're not why would you know what you want to do for your whole life you know yeah. so i don't think it should be the norm that people be pushed into yeah that. getting pushed into it man like it's like not responsible honestly we'd have a really more not. productive society if we like waited till people were ready and like do their own thing or they push trade schools or something in high school and instead of college 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 like take these tests you know like we need mechanics we need all that like hvac yeah. they don't ever tell anybody to try to do that I don't even remember thinking about college very much in high school. Never. I just thought about football. I knew I was going to go play somewhere and it didn't really happen. So I know because I feel like I feel like of like sports, music and fashion can be pretty similar in that like you can be really talented and try really hard and have an amazing work ethic. But like unless you hit that sweet spot somewhere with someone, it might not happen for you. Yeah. So uh, it's a good segue. How many more opportunities have you seen in Chicago than Topeka and not just fashion? Chicago is very, very limitless, I think. There's tons of opportunity in, like, the, the – I say my group of peers, but – that's because the age group that I'm around, but the people that live there that are young adults like us, they're so talented and yeah. they're go-getters and they're passionate and they've possibly seen some real shit. And mm -hmm. Chicago's a city that's been pushing for 
revolutionary change for a very long time so it's really inspiring and Hell yeah. just tons and tons of talented people that are really you know starting businesses like making great strides with their art and there's just a lot of it cool is super people artistic very very do you see a lot of people come from other places to chicago or or like or like the majority of the people like the people that are running chicago right now are they usually from chicago or other places I think Chicago really likes to see their own people shine, um, which I think yeah. is a great quality. Like, Chicago people love Chicago. So there's a lot of uh, really talented people there that the city's embracing. But that being said, I think if uh, the talent and the right person is is there, I think they definitely get love as well. But I think right yeah. now it's like, if you're from here, like, let's put you on. I feel like a lot of people want to go to L.A. for... Cause they want to, they want the big dream. Yeah. You know, I feel like Chicago is a good place to start. Chicago. Like if you really I, yeah. appreciate that, like what what you're what you have in your heart for your art, it's a good place to be, Chicago. Cause I feel like LA might be a little faker. You know, you gotta you gotta really yeah. be with the, you know, their culture. Yeah, I've never been. Um, I feel like I might like it. I, California looks beautiful, but yeah. I just remember when I moved to Chicago. And granted, you know, I was going to a very expensive art school and working at a luxury retailer. So, like, all of the people I was around had a lot of money. And so it felt a little more, um, not stuck up, but elitist yeah. or, like, exclusive than the type of thing I yeah, was used ex- to. Yeah, exclusive. That, that's a good word. And that made me think, if I think that about Chicago, like, I probably would hate L.A. Yeah. I think that's that's good like exclusivity that's like a lot of people like people make a lot of money off their mystique like some people don't really have to do that much and they they you feel like you're a part of something that's what i like about art like and it is weird and that's that's like i could segue into the the virgil shit and like the off-whites like you feel like you're a part of that even though it's like not too much different than the original shit but yeah <laughs> when you talk about like anonymity or i never get that word right but i just immediately thought of like kanye west like he was better when he was like a, an enigma you know yeah, yeah. and now he is just way too much out here but yeah during his mysterious times he was uh, a part of something <laughs> much cooler than he is now yeah so it's fucked up to see him like he is now man because definitely seeing him like he was a huge influence of music man like and then he got he got a fashion after after music because he was always been like making beats and shit like he he makes a lot of beats for people like they don't even really know that he produced them yeah well he's got some pretty early references to fashion in his earlier work so like he's always dabbled in it in some capacity but then he didn't really like start putting out the yeezy brand and partnering with adidas until he was like very established as a a rapper and producer yeah because he had the the nike shoe first right he did i like that one a lot that that one's super expensive now too i was looking yeah yeah just some hype beast shit but not even that one really but i don't don't even now when i see people in yeezys i'm just like you're whack. I don't like the the, t- the the tall ones. I like the... The, like, sneaker? Yeah, like the lower sock one. Because they just look super comfy. And they're not, like, extremely expensive. But you they're, know, like, like, I feel like for what 200. they are... They're 210. I feel like for <laughs> what they are... <laughs> um, he's just not innovating. He's just putting out different colorways of the same shoe. And, char- and he's not using premium materials, but he's charging premium yeah. prices. I'm just like, Dude, Those ripped shirts and shit. Make th- those were crazy expensive and, like, would just go heavy on sale. So what do you think that is? Just, like, is that him? Just, like, you know it's him, so you know it's going to sell? Yeah. I, I think that that's certainly not a... Uh, a a situation that's exclusive to Kanye West, but like that's what yeah. designers do. They put that, they make it more appealing that way to make it feel like it's more exclusive. But interesting to me, one of the things that Kanye talked about in 
partnering with Adidas, partnering with Gap is like making sure that anybody who could want those items could get them. And then he's like still putting out really expensive stuff. And not specifically his shoes, 210, that's not crazy, yeah. no. But like for the type of shoe it is, like that should be like $95, I you know, know? Right? Yeah, just and that's even with regular, a markup. Regular Adidas shoe. <clears throat> yeah, man, that shit. I never really understood that. I mean, I guess I, I do just because it's like you're, you're paying for the name. But that's just rich people shit, really. Like, it sucks that people that don't really, they should be paying their bills, but they're buying their fucking Yeezys and, you know, sure getting are. that Gucci belt. Sometimes uh, that's another thing about uh, the place I was working at is that people, <laughs> when I moved to Chicago, people were like opening credit cards so they could buy a pair of like St. Laurent boots. And Damn. I'm like, you are insane. Those Just are to look like tight. four grand or like extremely expensive. And I'm like, that is really crazy because you're making like $12 an hour right now so <laughs> it's just like whew, like I had never I've never seen anyone from Topeka do something like that or maybe yeah. if they have they just haven't been as a they just selling drugs. <laughs> a lot of people just sell drugs and get a lot of rich shit which is cool like, is, that little, what, is that what they do here it's a little easier I'm sure some people do I know a lot of, like even all like just like the gangster rappers and shit they came up rich even before they even were rapping. Like, you know, you ever heard of Griselda? All them. I Benny have, and Conway, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were always, like, selling selling crack and coke and heroin, and, like, they're rapping about it and shit. And then now they're just fully, like, they're backed by Jay-Z, backed by Eminem, like, and they sell their own merch. It all goes to them. That's what's up. So, yeah, like, and they're all, they're all into fashion and shit, too. So, and West Side Gun, he's, like, he's the biggest one in the fashion. And like they were all on parole and shit, so they, and then he finally got off and he went to Paris and like kicked it with Virgil. Yeah, I was gonna ask, didn't he do the album artwork? Yeah, he said, "Tell Virgil, write brick on my brick," and it was just like a, a, a lyric in a song. And yeah, he's he's they're all plugged in with him and shit, but nice. Yeah, man. So uh, Lucian Clark on Louis Vuitton. I like the shoe. Have you seen the shoe? I looked at the shoes today. It's pretty tight. How much are they charging for them? I didn't look. You should look, huh? Ooh, let's guess first. Mm. When it's, oh man, if they're, I'd say if they're more than 200 skaters are gonna be pissed. Oh, they're definitely more than 200. They're, right. I would guess probably right around a thousand. So like, re retail or? For what it's they're like selling for, re yes. Resell. Retail. What do you think people could resell them for? Oh, I have no that idea. That sucks, man. I don't Let's know what here. they're. I understand. Are I understand it though. Like, it's fucking dope that he's doing that, and he's a good ass skater too. So, like, just for people to be able to mingle in different things. Let's see here. I don't even know if it has a. It reminds me of a DC shoe that that I skate. Did you get the New Balances? No, I really want to though. Th those are a hundred bucks. New Balance is killing it right now. The Tiago. Is that their first skate shoe? No, they've been they've been in it for a while. They kind of took over, like kind of when Nike, because Nike and Adidas, they kind of started really being the major people. Maybe like eight ten years ago i don't know because like people skated dc's america's like because skaters are kind of like i don't know highfalutin about being like a skater you know what i mean so they they kind of real quote unquote skaters diss nike and okay. adidas and all that shit but i don't give a fuck about that if you make a good shoe i'm gonna wear it you what know what is an adidas skate shoe like i can i remember like they're the dope Jankowski's they're dope or, as or fuck. The Nike ones. The Adidas Nike Janowski's. Yeah, Adidas, man, they're fucking. They got really, really good shit. Cause they got all their technology and they do it all. Do it all with the skate shoe. And same with New Balance. So like, the the those New Balances Tiago's that you commented on. Um, he was with DC. And he just cause he. I don't know because like a lot of people were kind of bugging because he went to New Balance 
for the check mostly because they pay way fucking more. New Balance has New Balance America, Brazil, Australia, all that shit. And then I don't know, that's just like kind of the the skater way of thinking about it like That's whack to to get mad at someone for I know, right? Money. At Be first I thought about that. it because I skated DCs and he kind of made me skate those cuz he skates more bulkier shoes like the 90s looking shit and it's just like a dope look and like you know you you look up to him because of it but then like i was like damn if he's going to do balance just think about the fucking shoes gonna make there and then it's probably doper than all the dc shoes is dc still like a, a popular skate shoe brand they're pretty popular i know i don't know if rob because rob deerdick was in charge of them forever and i don't even know if he's really doing the thing anymore Dang, i didn't know that actually yeah Cause that's he would always even in Robin Big like he was getting all of his. I remember shoes from DCs. like. I remember him always wearing that stuff, and I remember the big black brand because we yeah. had that at PacSun, and like yeah. I got a shirt in Bremen and I shared it. Or <laughs> I wore it sometimes. <laughs> Damn, I'm still trying to find out how much these are. I didn't know who is Virgil to Louis Vuitton. He's the creative director, so he's hmm. the menswear designer. Damn, I wonder how many other other skaters are gonna put on now because if they're gonna make somebody pro like they they might as well have a, a team you know what i mean i don't know if because if you're you're pro for louis vuitton like i don't so this guy wasn't like a, a popular skater before i think he was I, I honestly never even really heard of him i don't know who Does he even louis skated vuitton for have other athletes other athletes other than skate that's a good question probably i'm What's sure the point What's the point? Yeah. Yeah, just to get them to rock their shit. Because they're trying to appeal to skaters now just because skating's like a big thing now. It's, a it's big coming thing to now. the Olympics. Really? Yeah. Well, if the Olympics is going to fucking happen. What's skating been like during quarantine? Great. Yeah, like you can just go and skate. Yep. Yeah, they tried to lock down um, Oakland for a little bit, but skateboarders weren't having no. that shit <laughs> and like you don't want to skate it you don't want us skating in the streets so give us our fucking skate park so like having all that free time yeah i got i got way better honestly i'm skating a lot probably gonna skate tomorrow go to river rat river rat skate shop shout out lawrence kansas yeah man now what <laughs> that's all my questions Actually, I don't know. I'm kind of faded. Let's see here. Are you wanting to work on your own brand? Ever in life? I think it would... I would do more so like create pieces here and there. No, I don't think I would be interested in Yeah. trying to make a profit off of it. Then I think it would be... It becomes some, something so much different than a, like a passion project per se um, when you're like really relying on it for income. But like I'll think of or create like a piece here or there and then it's just like, okay, like let's let this one be great. And uh, yeah, it'd be cool we'll to wait be till like, next time the inspiration pops up for something else. Yeah, it'd be cool to be like your own like your, th your own thing that everybody just wants to collab with so you don't have to have like the like all of the f the pressure of having your own brand and being your own shit and pushing this shit mm -hmm. just like you have your own thing and people want part of that so, so they come to you for it yeah i think things like instagram and Et etsy have like really changed uh, the possibilities for designers on things like that like you uh, i saw it made it on like some big blog the other day someone who just had one really cool piece and now they're like all over the internet because of it um that's what's that's what's awesome about that shit now man <laughs> you know what it was i was i couldn't remember it was a uh like a plastic mask to like cover your face for covid um but it was and it had they put like a little nike swoosh on it and it was <laughs> transparent and like you absolutely could not breathe through it and but it had like this really cool like pastel stitching and it looked dope but <clears throat> damn you couldn't breathe through it and so it was kind of just for a photo type thing yeah and then the designer was like 
for anybody that wants me to, I'll put on, I'll take a video of me wearing my mask and breathing in it for 30 seconds if you don't believe I can breathe in it. You could, you could probably make them breathable though. If like, if you got shocked, you're like, oh shit, you wake up and it's, you're viral. You might, <laughs> you got some shit to, sh- shit to do. You know what? That's a really good way of thinking about it. Maybe they are. They yeah, should cause, be. Because if they didn't like have a following before or if like that was their first one, like, they're probably shit in the bed, like, <laughs> fuck. I they don't didn't. Know what to do. They didn't have a following. I went See? to their Instagram and it was just like some young kid, not young kid, probably you know, eighteen or nineteen. But they were just living their life and put up this one thing that just phew, took off, you know. Just no, but <clears throat> yeah, that's that's fucking awesome that kids can be doing that shit. Like, even if like you do flop, you're still probably gonna make some money off of something, you know. Or it could just be like an amazing like talking point in interviews or on your uh, cover letter or something, you know, just some sort of credibility. Someone wanted something I did once, you know? Yeah, just on your uh, resume. Um, How has having a new pup changed your life? (laughs) The puppy. Man, it's changed my life a lot. He's a handful. Hell yeah. Having a puppy is and it's and it gets it's so much better man you see how good primo is like he was i would lock him up and he would get the fuck out any way he could chew out scratch out like yeah yeah my i brought him to Topeka with me for three weeks and my mom has two english setters and i've got he's a five-month-old german shepherd um so it's just a very different uh very stark contrast between those two breeds of dogs um her dogs like go on point like a fly and my dog will just like follow me (laughs) everywhere and uh but they call him brutus because you can't trap him anywhere she's like every time we try and shut the doggy door he still gets in because he's just that separation anxiety too like i mean it's want to be with you yeah man they'll fucking primo's eating every bed i've ever get caught in them like he chewed out of his he had a big metal uh crate thing kennel and he chewed out of it like assholes <laughs> yeah they say dogs are expensive and it's partly because all of the things that they've ruined my fucking clothes all my i had at least five pairs of shoes man oh no, no remotes no. we've had a few remotes um but one thing we did my fiance and i when we got the puppy is uh we bought like plastic shoe boxes for all of our shoes and we've got that's a, a good idea fucking shit ton of shoes like we love our shoes um just gotta dedicate a whole room for them i mean they, they stack really nicely in your closet but i think that was a must otherwise he was just walking around and he'd like grab my gym shoe and it's actually really cute but uh <laughs> yeah i can't be having all that yeah and and like you can't give him like an old shoe because then he'll like learn that oh it's i can kill any shoe i think we let him like chase our he really liked shoelaces when he was tiny oh man yeah so we kind of like let him chase our feet and then he's cute (laughs) baby tiger baby tiger already big as fuck huh he's yeah is he he gonna be like giant or hard to know yeah because there's a bunch of different types of german shepherds too he looks like he's gonna be giant though neither of his parents were like that huge at all um but everyone every shepherd owner i see is like he's gonna be huge and he is growing very quickly yeah i guess you can tell on his paws or something but That's he's got big say. old stupid floppy paws his, his little arms and paws are like tree stumps or is he all uncoordinated uh he's getting a little better he's been like wrestling with my mom's dogs so he's like full-on tackling them now so he's like he's standing his ground a little bit more that's good yeah primo loves to wrestle it's it's really funny he makes really funny noises too (laughs) yeah i can just kind of be like oh and primo (laughs) will like he'll do it super hard i love it cute as fuck (laughs) mine will like howl at the uh at like fire trucks Oh, yeah. It's great. Unless you're in, like, an Uber pet, then it's just... Oh, damn. Then you're, like, laughing your ass off, trying to be like, shh, shh, but, like, it's <laughs> honestly really cute. Yeah, just <laughs> let them do it. You don't, you'll probably never see that person ever again. <laughs> we were in uh, one Uber pool, uh, and the dog was being so good. We were going back and forth from the suburbs to the city, um, and our dog was being so good, and we were just talking to the driver about pets and whatever it's like a 50 minute drive and then 
somehow we mentioned like, yeah, he'll jump up on us sometimes. And he's like, you know what you got to do? You got to kick him in the stomach or a little lower. It's <laughs> like, so sir, are you telling me to kick my dog or in just his tell tiny him no. balls? You just tell him no. Yeah, what? like I was like, oh, sir. Yeah. But that was so inappropriate for him Excuse to say. Excuse me, sir. Who are I, you? I think I just laughed. I, of course, I didn't say shit. Yeah, laugh it off. But he said that in front of my dog? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are an abuser. I kind of wanted to go Karen on him. Um, <laughs> he was he was also white. Um, but, like, write a complaint to Uber. Be like, he told me to kick my dog in his tiny, fuzzy, Like, you remind me of balls. my wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us a story about when your U-Haul got robbed. Oh, my God. <sighs> Why? Because <laughs> it's fucking nuts And Topeka shit Okay Well I had all my shit Packed up in a U-Haul Pretty much all my shit Packed up in a U-Haul to, Before I was gonna drive to Chicago And we're like loading it up And my stepdad is like Hopefully no one's like watching us Gonna take this shit Tonight while we're sleeping Cause we're gonna <laughs> sleep for like three hours And then go in the morning And I was like who would want all this shit Um But yeah then I woke up the next day I stayed up so late writing a paper, which for a class I ended up failing because I turned in that paper like five minutes late and they didn't take it. Damn. So fucking, that was some fuck shit. Um, on top of an already shitty ass day. But uh, yeah, stayed up so late writing that paper. And then I get up in the morning, my mom's like, don't look outside. And I was like, what? And she's like, um, your U haul is gone. I'm fuck, like, man. no fucking way. Fucking so stomach drop. I was just kind of like, Still kind of out of like it and shit. Blank, like kind of like, surely something is gonna pop up, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, and then so we're just like pacing back around of shit, and my mom takes her car to go somewhere, and I had uh, my car was like in the shop or I was trying to sell it or something, and I'm like, all right, Brian, let's go. <laughs> and I grab a bat, and he's like, he starts laughing, and I turn around thinking he's like laughing at me because I was holding a bat. He's holding a fucking steak knife. <laughs> like, we're gonna go drive around to Topeka and try and find these fucking hillbillies and stole my shit. A bat and a steak knife. Um, so he was on some psycho shit. Um, That's fucked up, man. But yeah, we drove around, didn't find shit. And then a couple hours later, the Topeka Police Department called us and said, like, uh, we found your U Haul. Come get it. And I'm like, okay. He's like, is there anything in it? They're like, come get your u-haul and so uh <laughs> we go and there's absolutely not a single thing in it the only thing well the only thing is one picture of me like very lovingly looking up at my fiance an old picture from like mm. 2009 sitting in the middle of that it face deep. up so weird that i think it deep. probably fell off like a cork board or something i had but I like think so they? what they did on per- what they're that psycho they did it on purpose <sighs> that's like some true detective like, shit fuck these people but <laughs> they look happy I think I think lying in the middle um, of the front, face up, was probably intentional. But the I don't think they. I think it just fell off the thing. But uh, yeah, so nothing was in there. I don't know what I did the rest of the day. My yeah, so, like, some of my friends like were very kind and created a GoFundMe and raised um, a decent amount of money, which was like the nicest thing anyone yeah. had ever done for me at the time. I think like when I saw I had one donation, I was like, oh my god, I was so touched, like yeah. just beyond. It's a terrible thing, man. Especially because you know, you're gonna start a new life. Like, man, I always I used try to, to take say, that shit from you. Because because worse things have happened to me since. But like if this is the worst thing that ever happens to me, then I'll be really lucky. Um, but for real, <laughs> you know, it's like damn, I wasn't like assaulted or yeah. something horrible one of my loved ones wasn't hurt you know yeah. it's just all my shit um so i it, it, true, it true. humbled me to, in a lot of ways but yeah i came to chicago the next day i slept on the floor the first night Damn, uh-huh. but you knew you had shit coming well we had to go get shit um or did they how long did it take the gofundme to like kick in what you really needed oh i don't know maybe maybe like less than a week or so and uh you know i had a little money saved you know my mom and my grandparents of course helped me out a little bit you know not like a lot but um i'm lucky i had anyone help me at all you know yeah um because that's definitely some privilege right there but yeah so i got like a bed the next day um but like my dresser with all my like pajamas and shit didn't get stolen (laughs) or uh any of my jewelry or my laptop but then 
Uh, yeah, like six months later after living in Chicago, someone broke into my apartment and all they took was my jewelry and my laptop. <laughs> oh my God, dude. What the fuck? But, Same dude finishing the job. <laughs> kept another picture of you. Figure the way you live. What the fuck? I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> no, I think it was probably just like different city, different. Yeah, definitely. Different, people desperate. Are, everybody's fucked up, man. There's fucked up people everywhere, man. I mean, that's like really mean to do, honestly. Like, I really just would like to know the type of people that they were. Like, was this yeah. out of desperation? True. Was this a habit? True. But, uh, Is oh, it drug-induced? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was, but <laughs> damn, I'll never fucking know. Um, Most likely. But when I... If I did it, I'd be induced on drugs you would have to be right right but she, um w- my mom stayed in chicago for like four or five days and like helped me get some like plates and a bed and some shit your mom's um, a g man she she does the most for us um she's amazing but uh like as soon as she left i uh pulled up craigslist and i found because i was like let me see if any of my shit's on craigslist you know idea. and i was mostly like pretty peeved about like all my clothes being gone or yeah. there was a uh your whole drip man right i have better drip now i buy much more intentionally but uh there was like a necklace that my mom had made me that had like the diamond mm. from her wedding ring with my father who's since passed so it's like yeah i'd like to have that yeah. fuckers um but i got on craigslist and like immediately found my coffee table that was brand new in box with like a they took a picture of the box that had my name and address on it people are fucking bold dude that's that's idiot that's how you know that's tweaker shit like <laughs> you're that dumb like the fuck you're not thinking right but yeah so my mom like put the phone number and some like pay 4.99 and get a reverse phone number lookup website and traced it to a block away from her house where i was living at the time mm. so she went over there and because they had a garage sale like a few days later but it was none of my shit um Damn, and she, but she like talked chop shop for stolen goodies but they really did though because i came home like maybe a month later and they had all these moving boxes outside that like had writing on them like kitchen dining room whatever not my boxes um and then they yeah. have like a whole pop-up tent in the backyard and my mom could see a light shining in and then like moving things through it so she she did call and report it to the police that you know these things were connected and they went and searched and they didn't find any of my things so they uh-huh. couldn't the only thing they found was the coffee table but so they uh did take the coffee table but the police had to keep it because it was evidence like that happens a lot dude oh my god that's so fucked up yeah that was fucked but yeah and then my mom went over there at that garage and was like did you guys rob my daughter basically Damn, and, them. and they were good like way. i mean shit she's like the fucking batman out here the vigilante <clears throat> <laughs> man like i do need to tell you that story though because it is funny we were we were being hoodlums me sean and bryman and she like i swear if she it involves physical assault you shouldn't tell the story <laughs> <laughs> well you know it did and i'm going to <laughs> well she, i mean you know she's we're basically her kids anyway so she was just uh giving us a panking <laughs> no nah, she was just pissed off at bryman like because he was always he was he was just always fucking up and like we weren't helping him like at the time like we're kind of fucking up too and then she comes out and just starts swinging on all of us well just you pissed. have to give a little bit more to the story than that all right well what were you guys doing we were smoking pot guys oh my fucking god doing the most bad thing ever and my mom's thing about pot is like she's not even she's just like it's illegal so you shouldn't be doing it she's not like pot makes you lazy or like she doesn't say yeah. any of that stuff she's just like it's illegal you're gonna get in trouble so don't do it that's yeah. her thing yeah and we were outside smoking but it's a, the weird thing is that she said somebody called her because the house that sean was living at it was like my ex-stepdad's yeah. house or something yeah but why would who would call her if it's just them living there i swear <laughs> she was on some fucking private she probably, shit. She probably drove she by. was she was fu- yeah she was dude because she she knew bryman is fucking up caught us caught us lacking <laughs> she g'd us she, uh, she g-checked us i was uh, smoking a big cigar on like my 18th birthday on our front porch and she, with one of my girlfriends and she came out with a cup of water and just <laughs> threw it at us 
<laughs> but like she knew we were gonna do it. She was fucking laughing. It was funny. Um, have you had any complications with other people being in a diverse relationship, especially now? And how has it opened your eyes to black people's struggles? That is a that's a multi-part question there. Um, I think for me, people have treated us generally very kindly. And like people just say that we're a beautiful couple and, you know, are very complimentary generally. But um, I've had like a few people say some sneak shit or, you know, maybe he has too. I'm not sure. But a lot of what we experience is uh, prolonged staring. Um, And it's just like, do you think you know us? Like, are you admiring us because we're a beautiful couple? Or, like, do you have some shit to say? Like, because at a certain point, it's like, all right, like, what the fuck are you looking at us for, you know? Yeah, Um, that's got to get your blood boiling, man. It does. And, like, my fiancé is so nice. Yeah. So he's not going to say shit. And I'm like... <clears throat> and this is something we've talked about before is that like I can have an attitude to the cops and be like yeah why are you pulling me over yeah. and like he can't yeah, get, get be a that, little smart ass like that going. no so like <laughs> it's changed my perspective on a lot of things like especially as a girl who smokes weed it's it's so different than uh, like a black guy that smokes weed mm-hmm. or a black girl or any other minority it's so different like for someone like myself it's just like yeah huh, I'm quirky or what the fuck ever you know but yep. like other people are treated like criminals for it and it's fucked up and wrong so um he's he's brought my attention to a lot of things like that and i try and be aware and like continually growing and learning for sure because mm-hmm. i i've got a lot left to do but uh yeah, definitely man Man, i really definitely try all you can do is all you can do really like be open to learning yeah i know you got a good heart and shit and i know like he's teaching you a lot because my dad's half black and my mom i know she he's taught her a lot of stuff like so yeah it's a lot and i mean it's more than i think one person will ever be able to tell or mm-hmm. i'll be able to observe but never, uh, you'll never be able to feel that feeling like no ever. but uh luckily like we have some really good conversations on things like that and we're both very up to date on the news and what's mm-hmm. going on in society the current fucking revolution yeah. that we're going through which is that's, amazing yeah, that's and long overdue why I ask, just because like it's a lot of tension right now and it's just like it's good that people have that open mind about it and are willing to change and are willing to learn and it's not like what you learned growing up or whatever not just you but everybody growing up isn't even like is isn't the real thing like people want people want to keep what they what they've learned and they're scared to change yeah well, and it's like mm. what your parents taught you yeah. doesn't really matter because you're grown now. So do your research, get educated, yep. They're make your own decisions. Not always right. Like we're adults and we're always learning. Like if I had a kid right now and I told him some shit, I'd probably look back two years and be like, oh, sorry, like I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I think it it's really important to be able to say you were wrong about stuff. And I think it sucks everything is so tense right now i think we just get frustrated with each other for not understanding what we're trying to say or but i say we get frustrated to each other like for something like defund the police is what i'm specifically something i'm specifically thinking about is like i get frustrated that people are like we need police and it's like okay no one fucking said we don't yeah well some people um but it's just like we're we're saying reallocate the resources motherfucker like damn like you're still gonna have 911 like relax but it's just frustrating we're like just fucking listen to what we're saying we told you 20 times that black lives matter doesn't mean all lives don't matter just listen to that instead of trying to say people live in this shit like why would you not listen to the people living this shit they're actually living it and like how the fuck can you tell them anything you know what I mean like people are really dying people are really and that's why I asked you that question because I'm sure like even if it's a little minor like just a stare or something that's something you have to deal with that other people don't so oh, it's like yeah but that's that's like such a minor thing and that's in comparison what I'm saying to like, what my partner and that's partner how goes deep through, it you know? goes yeah and it's just fucking whack man yeah I mean it's definitely taught me like maybe he he doesn't have the privilege to be as outspoken as he wants to or needs to be at times because he is scared of how it could be perceived you know Mm -hmm. when people of authority are 
being violent towards them, you know? So it's like, I feel generally empowered or emboldened too. And it's so, in doing so, it's important for me to like be very vocal with uh, supporting the cause, you know? And say Black Lives Matter many times as I need to until people know it because uh for some reason it means more coming from someone like me yeah i was just thinking that man because and that's that's what's dumb that's what i was saying earlier like you need to believe the people that are actually living it like the people that tell stories like the grandparents tell stories about them escaping a lynching and shit and like yeah it's like that's not enough for you or what like (laughs) that's what i'm saying That that wasn't that long ago no it wasn't and it's so crazy like in chicago like you don't really see like trump shit like people aren't really trump supporters there like we're generally a very democratic democratic or liberal state and city definitely um but like you don't see that and then you come here and i'm like whoa like i saw um i was at a gas station like not not in topeka but like around here and i saw a black lives matter shirt and i was like no fucking way and it was like this white girl this white guy the guy had a beard and i just thought that's not the type of people that uh i would think would wear that (laughs) they came out of the quick shop and it said biker lives matter Oh, and I was like, no fuck. fucking way, fuck these people. Right, that's like sucks. you are what I thought. You that's were. also the same type of shit with the MAGA hat, because people oh, make their custom God. hats and it'll like be like gotcha or some shit. Yeah, I feel like don't wear those. Still you need to be tight. able to identify like if you're a piece a of troll. shit or not. You know, that's a ch- fucking troll. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you don't see fucking Trump shit in Chicago but you come here and it's like people have those signs in their front yards and I'm like oh my flags god and bumper stickers I seen this chick trumped out it was an old lady not a chick but <laughs> she was an old that, I don't know she was hella old just so like 10 stickers on her car like it's like what the fuck like that's like a kick me sign <laughs> oh man I've, I've learned recently like some of my friends parents who I actually respect like Trump and that just really blew yeah. me That'll kill a relationship fast, man. They said, they said not. I was like, so today's the day I get to talk to them about it because I was seeing them and she was like, don't mention it. And I'm like, <laughs> can I? And she said no, so I didn't. Damn. I, he uh, is going through chemotherapy, so I thought I should take it easy on him, you know. It's also weird because they pr- they're type they're the type of people that don't comp they don't want to comprehend, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that they can't. <laughs> because of the that learned shit that they they have held on so strong or it's just like because a lot of the people that are trumpers they're they don't benefit from the shit that trump's doing well and they're like, like he's, a lot he's, of more poor people and but he's done so many things so it's not even like if you don't if you're not understanding like specific objective details about something um or like you think certain things he does are just fine like you're like something that comes to mind is like the central park five back in brooklyn in like the 80s or something were accused of like raping and murdering a young girl yeah. and uh, it was five black guys he That's took a good, out what uh, was the show on netflix mm, have you seen know. the show oh no because oh when they see us i need to see it oh it's fucking amazing I, i'm the sure acting, it probably break my heart oh it's incredible acting but Trump was like the governor. Or, no, he's never been in politics. He was <laughs> doing some whatever the fuck he did in New York then. He took out a full page ad calling for the death sentence of these young men. Yeah, yeah. And then he's never apologized I think that's for been, that. I he's think that's never gone back on that. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he, like, objectively, Trump is a piece of shit. Always yeah, has been one. And that's what's crazy. Like, that's why I got to stay off Facebook, dude. Like, I was cussing this fat bitch out earlier. Like, oh, no offense to that, but that's how it makes me feel and i'm pissed that it makes me that angry and i know society's and i'm sure your head that fat i'm sure is the enemy so okay <laughs> continue no i'm sure that if i was talking to her face to face like this it would be civil but just something about facebook it makes me feel that way about her you know what i mean it's like and like the fact that she can make anybody not even her she was though making just blanket statements about shit and no matter what you tell her she's gonna talk about something that you know has nothing to do with how you responded to it sure some of those people need like a bullet point list but like you want to you want to uh educate somebody but (laughs) they're gonna just do that and like i don't know i don't know how you're supposed to educate somebody like that 
well, you're just ignoring it. I don't think it. has anything to do with her being overweight, Eli. I know. But That's what I said, though. <laughs> I don't really feel that way, but it makes okay. me want to feel that way because it's that way. Well, it's, it's good you can check yourself for that. No, that was just... That's comedy. Um, I'm not that mean, y'all. But... I, a lot of times, will, like, type something out on Facebook and be like, no. Like, honestly, I cannot give these dumb motherfuckers my bandwidth or... Just gotta do it sometimes, though. Sometimes, yeah. Or, like, <laughs> on Instagram, I'll type something. Not to be, like, a fucking troll, but, like, someone said something about, uh... Oh, I hate when people use the word retarded. Yeah. Mentally retarded. Yeah. I hate when people use that as an insult. Um, and there, I saw some meme page that usually has really funny memes and they said something about that being synonymous with autism and i'm like that's not the same yeah, it's, thing it's just either lowbrow comedy it's right not, it's, it's, it's not. just really uh it is very lowbrow it's so i might stupid. comment and be like autism and like mental retardation yeah. are not the same thing and i don't know if that's the correct term for it either so my apologies if not yeah, but they're not the same thing, oh, no, and nowadays. neither are a fucking punchline. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. Think of something actually funny. Yeah, I know, right? It's not funny. That's what sucks about it. Like, like I will snap on a bitch about a rape joke. I never fucking laugh at that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that, man. It's not fucking tight. You know, I was, uh, I think I saw you shared that you were on a podcast the other week called The Raw District. Is that right? Mm. And so I went to their page. I was just like scrolling through and I clicked on one and it's like the subject said, would you fuck an alien? <laughs> so I was like, I have to listen to this one. Yeah. And I think the consensus was yes. <laughs> but one of them said like he has never seen oh, a woman shit. that he th- thinks looks smart. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that's fucking stupid. But what? who said that? I don't know. But I just was watching to see if they that's would stupid. fuck an alien. And it seemed like they would. Yeah. I know Andrew is always into that shit. He's trying to fuck what? an alien. <laughs> Trying to fuck an alien. He's trying to be a cyborg. Like a like an avatar or an alien. Or um, avatars and that's aliens. the thing. Like avatars are aliens. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you don't know what an alien would look like, really. Like if well, it's like they, a weird I little think green they were like, alien, like. So you fuck anything walking. <laughs> But I was picturing it as an avatar, and I believe in that movie, two of them make love, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, well, see, dude, who asked for dude, that? A human, though, so that's kind of the he same thing. Like, he was like a human. Fucking avatar body. Yeah. That's, so that's like kind of weird, So maybe if I have an right? avatar, Wang, like, because they're like 10 foot tall, so I don't know if I could handle all that. <laughs> they, I wonder, they, they should have gone into more specifics like this. Yeah. <laughs> But that's how it is, like, having... That's why I like this podcast, because it's just, like, we're chilling. But they, they're, like, on camera and, like, have a time limit. And mm. That would be hard. Yeah. Yeah, I sat on a few couch guests. I was a couch guest on a few of theirs. It's been cool. They have they've had, they have a few uh, pretty cool guests on there. Always, like, pretty similar subject matter? Not even. <laughs> I mean, there was some that... There was a rapper, and then... I don't know if you know Cedric Vincent. He, he flips homes... He's a black entrepreneur. I've mentioned him in my other podcast, but yeah, he's been making a lot of money. So he talks about like just the real estate market and like how he uses himself like to be a closer. You he know, like closes deals. Here? No, he goes. Uh, he lives in KC, but he flips them everywhere. Like he like he has like a list of people that do shit for him. So he'll like call. I don't know. You got to watch the episode. It's kind of pretty fucking good that sounds interesting he makes a lot of money doing it so yeah that sounds really interesting yeah it's good yeah man i really don't have too much more for you you got anything where can they find you you can find me on instagram at mara willie mara willie on twitter at mara willie both are protected probably won't accept you (laughs) but (laughs) because i just i think about what if the people that stole my trailer like <laughs> <when they're falling? laughs> that's how they're getting to you Full every circle. time <laughs> no oh, but shit. i think damn what if there are some creepos out there that are just like let me follow her and i don't know oh yeah definitely there's weirdies out there so i try not to accept unless i know yet my shit used to be private but i'm trying to be like an artist or something so it's gotta better be public. <laughs> yeah. gotta be open to the creepies and i wish i didn't really have too many uh social medias but 
Facebook know. is the, the worst of them, to be clear. Yeah. That's because Facebook is only people you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's fucking whack. But, all right, y'all, uh, Red Room Live, episode four. Peace. Peace.